everybody, it's Brian Ingraham. Welcome back to episode 11 of the Reawakening Podcast. It is really my heart to see our whole generation walk in fresh, close, long-lasting, life-giving connection to the God of the Bible. Today is a, another one of those mentor moments where I'm going to pass on to you what my mentor passed on to me all those years ago, a, a, a powerful tool which fast-tracked my life, my, my growth, my, my development in Christ. Now, I've had the same mentor since I was 17 years old, although it wasn't really finalized and, and clarified for a couple years. From 17 years old on, Don Crook uh, was having an extraordinary impact on my life, and it and it started off at summer camp. I was the ski boat driver. I love, love saying that. I, I was at Lakeside Bible Camp, summer staff, the whole summer. It was my job to drive the water ski boat, to teach campers how to water ski, wakeboard, all that sort of stuff, inner tubing. Yeah, that was that was me for the summer. I mean, it was it was living the dream. I was there to serve Jesus. I was there to have fun. I was there to water ski as much as I could. But then uh, one day, Don Crook, who was the staff director that summer, he was on kind of a life sabbatical. He, he had been a pastor at a church for uh, decades, and then he stopped doing that, and he was retraining at Regent College in Canada. And then in that summer, he just happened to have a, a gap summer, the only one of his life where he was able to do this. And he came and he served as the summer camp director. It just so happened, um, words that don't usually apply when you're talking about spiritual things, especially when they have an extraordinary impact on your life. It just so happened that he was the summer camp director my my first year on summer staff. And one of the things that he did uh, is he brought out at the very beginning of summer this huge box, an old box. It, it, I can't even believe it held together. I think he had to kind of support it from the bottom. This huge box full of, of books. And, and I'll just tell you right out, like I was not a book reader. I, I did not read books, uh, at least the helpful kind. I mean, I loved The Lord of the Rings. In fact, the first book that I actually read that I enjoyed myself was The The Hobbit, and, and I remember that in, in junior high. I mean, I, I didn't usually read the books prescribed at school. I was that kind of guy. Um, I didn't enjoy reading. Um, I, I read a few fantasy novels like The Lord of the Rings, but, but, but that's about it. And so there I am, and he brings out a box of books, and I am there to have fun this summer. I'm there to drive the boat, to water ski, and all that kind of stuff. And he's spoiling my summer with, with a box of books. And he says to us all on staff, he says, I want you all to pick one book, and, and this is going to be your book for the summer, and, and I want you to read it, and then kind of we're going to talk about it, you and me, we're going to talk about it at the end of the summer. And all of the books in this box were biographies, were, were biographies of, of missionaries or people um, of, of faith, like pastors, people who had had a big impact on the world. And man, I, I had a terrible attitude. And, you know, so people would go up and they would look in the box. And I, I think everybody was feeling a bit like me. We're here to have fun. We're here to serve Jesus, not here to read. We, we're not, you know, we're off school. Why would we read? And um, it was my turn, and I went up there, and I looked at this awful pile of books, and I kind of, you know, chose a book based on the title and the cover, as, as you do. And, and I picked this book called Lords of the Earth. And why did I pick Lords of the Earth? Because it was the closest thing that looked like anything I would be interested. Lord of the Rings, Lords of the Earth. Okay, that's 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 something, right? So that's where I, why I picked the book. The only reason I picked this book, and and I and 
picking up that book and opening it up started to change my life. And I started reading the story of, of this, this kid, this, this missionary family in Papua New Guinea and, and on that island and, how, and their attempt at reaching cannibals and, and tribal people for Jesus and all the adversity that they went through. I was hooked. I was, I was captivated by the, by the life, by the faith, by the guts, by the sacrifice, by the fearlessness, by the tragedy after tragedy, and yet perseverance after perseverance. And I'm reading this book and I'm like, wow, this is real. This is now. This is our century. This is how people are, are able to live in our day and age with the kind of faith that I, I was reading about really only in the Bible. I was hooked, I was changed. As the summer went on, Don Crook started talking about this, this concept that I'd never heard of before. It was called a vicarious learning. Vicarious learning. It's, it's when you, you learn by either reading about somebody's life or you learn by watching someone else's life. You learn powerful lessons that you don't actually have to learn yourself through your own experiences, but you learn via somebody else. And we, we do that when we read the Bible and we look at the life of David or look at the life of Joseph or Moses and we see how they lived and, and the faith that they had and when they made good decisions, how that turned out or when they made bad decisions and how those turned out, we, we see how we are to live in following Jesus. Well, Don Crook was talking about how vicarious, vicarious learning is a super fast track for growing in our faith and to growing in living out lives that, that follow Jesus. And so from then on, I've basically dedicated myself um, intentionally at times, unintentionally at times, to reading a biography, a missionary biography, or a biography of a, of a, of a person of prayer, a godly person of prayer every year. And what I have set out to, to look for is what makes this person so impactful for Jesus? What are the, what are the um, attributes? What are the common traits? What are the common habits? What are the common things between all these people that set up these people to have books written about them because of their faith and their courage and their obedience to Jesus? And, and you see these common themes. You see, you know, that they're praying people. You see that they're, they're, they're Bible reading people, that they're committed to obedience to God and everything, that they've learned how to hear from God, that they're generous. There's all these sort of things. One of the random things that I started picking up right away is how often in missionary biographies you would read about these guys who are being written about being influenced by other people in previous generations that they had read about and that they had heard their stories about. And I was like, whoa, the people who are becoming the people that are being written about in these biographies are influenced by others uh, who, again, were going to be influenced by others. And there's this long string of faith connected to biographies and people who had, had, been, uh, had been reading biographies. My favorite bits of the Bible are the biography bits. I love seeing how God's people lived and then what was the outcome. Like, that's what I love seeing. You know, there's a lot of instructions and, you know, a lot of the letters, Paul's letters and Peter's letters and John's letters and, and all that kind of stuff. They're good. You know, Romans is good. You know, you can quote me on that. They're good. You, <laughs> um, but it's the, it's the story, it's the letters lived out and seeing that, that has helped me most in life. I guess I'm more story-oriented that way. I suppose one of my life verses, although I don't think I would ever identify this as a life verse, if you were to ask me, what is one of your life verses, 
Um, I don't think I would call, call this one up right away, but, but genuinely one of the verses that is had the biggest impact on my life is Hebrews 13, seven, Hebrews 13, seven, which says, remember your leaders who have spoken God's word to you as you carefully observe the outcome of their lives, imitate their faith. Remember your leaders. It doesn't say, you know, remember the people in the Bible, although that's, that's some of the people that are being referred to in Hebrews here. Um, but it's like, remember your leaders that you, basically the people that you've watched, you've watched the outcome of your way of life. You've seen them make decisions for good and for bad. And you've seen the outcome of the way of life. Imitate their faith. Hebrews 13, seven for me is this big biblical mandate and precedent for, for missionary biographies, for biographies of people of prayer, where, where I want to look at the people, somebody's life in, in detail and then imitate their faith so that I can become someday um, somebody somebody who has the faith of those, those mighty people in the past. Isn't that what you want for yourself? I'll just go ahead and let you know what the challenge is for today before, before we get going. My challenge for you is to pick up a missionary biography or a biography of a person of prayer and, and read it and read it and, and go through asking yourself, you know, what makes this person uh, so impactful for Jesus? What are the common denominators that, that we see there? But I think I'll, I'll give you a heads up. I will tell you my th- three favorite biographies of all time, the three most powerful biographies of all time, plus one bonus one. And, and if you are not sure where to start, I'm telling you, this is where to start. But, but it, it doesn't really matter. I, um, there, not all biographies are equal. Even not all biographies about the same person are equal. Often when I want to start reading a biography, I will Google. Let, let's say I want to read a biography on Hudson Taylor. There's lots of biographies on Hudson Taylor or, or Spurgeon. There's lots of people who have written about Spurgeon. So I will Google, like, what is the best biography about Hudson Taylor? What's the best biography on, on Martin Lloyd-Jones or, or, or things like that? Because I don't want to just... Read. I want to read. I want to read the best ones. Um, let me give you some of my all-time favorite. What I think are some of the best biographies, most powerfully written. The first one, my number one recommendation for for books is A. T. Pearson. That's the author. A. T. Pearson. All things are possible. Actually, I think I think the actual title is George Mueller. All things are possible by A. T. Pearson. Now, there's lots of biographies. Um, uh, on George Mueller, but that one is the first and best. It was written by someone who knew him. It was written around 1901, if, if, if I remember right. It, it was written just right away uh, by A.T. Pearson. It is a life changer. That guy, uh, as he writes about the life of George Mueller, he goes through the, the prayer life, the Bible reading life. And the thing about George Mueller that I, I find most captivating is, is yes, he, he is famous for being a man of prayer. And yes, he reads the Bible cover to cover over and over again, five times a year in the last 20 years of his life. Like he's just, he's just obsessed with, with those values. He's famous for seeing his prayers answered, which is one of those things that we all want to learn about. What's the secret of, of answered prayer and, and seeing our prayer, our prayer, prayers get answered for God's provision and all that kind of stuff. But one of the things that I love most about George Mueller is the, the last era of his life. Um, there's different eras that we live through and we, we, we work through. 
a few people, not many, but a few people get to an era of convergence where after their careers, after the main work of their life, things come together for them in a new way. And when George Mueller is in his 70s, 80s, and into his 90s, he experiences a ministry convergence so um, so unique and powerful uh, above and beyond even his his um, raising thousands of orphans and providing for them and seeing them provided for in prayer. And so I wanted to know, like, okay, what are the staples in life that see someone not just be successful in a moment or successful in an era, but all the days of their life go from incre- into increasing and increasing power and and impact for Jesus so that when he's 92 years old or 90 years old, he is, he is still out there preaching the gospel with, with impact and power. And I'm like, oh, that's, that's the kind of man I want to be. Um, and so what's the secret there? Oh, when it comes to faith and just setting yourself up, well, A.T. Pearson, George Mueller, all things are possible. Book recommendation number one. Okay, how about book recommendation number two? I have kind of a quirky story behind this particular one. I, at the time, was working in Seattle at a large church there. I was the next generation pastor of that church. And one of the university students' moms put a book on my desk, and it had a little note in it or whatever. And it was was the book called Intercessor. Uh, I think it was actually called Reese Howell's Intercessor by Norman Grubb, two Bs. Norman Grubb. And and I'm like, okay, a book. Why would I want to? I've never heard of this book. And, and this lady is like, this book will change your life. And I'm like, oh boy, here we go. Right. Okay. So I did what I did. You know, when you get a when you get a book that somebody thinks is really great and you've never heard of it, I just kind of put it on the shelf and forgot about it. Actually, a long time went by. I finished up my time working in Seattle. I moved overseas. I moved to uh, Scotland here, Glasgow, and started becoming a missionary. And somewhere in all the unpacking, I I must have found myself a little bit bored or curious or looking for for something to read at some point and there was this book and I and I was like okay well I don't really have anything else to do right now or anything better to do so maybe I will give this book a read this book the book intercessor changed my life it just flattened me in the area of prayer there is not a book that has had more impact on my prayer life ever um, maybe other than the Bible, but still <laughs> something like that. Uh, then the book Intercessor. I cannot recommend this this more. It is it is such a practical, powerful story of of Reese Howells and and how he becomes a an intercessor and really his journey. And that's what I want to learn from. I don't want to just learn the power principles for how to become a mighty person of prayer uh, and effective prayer. I want to see the journey that he went through, the lessons that God taught him, the things that he had to know and learn and be established in before he would become um, the man that he would fully become. And yeah, it's such a captivating journey. I'm actually rereading it right now of very powerful, very powerful book, of Vicarious Learning. So that's Intercessor, Reese Howell's Intercessor by Norman Grubb. Now, the third one comes with a bit of a caveat because actually two books. It's a two-volume book set called George Whitfield, 
That's what it's called, George Whitfield by Arnold Dollimore. Now, I understand there are lots of biographies about George Whitfield. In fact, there's a condensed version by Arnold Dollimore himself where he takes this two-volume work and he condenses it into one volume. It's interesting, but it is not anything as powerful and worth reading as the two-volume set. Um, I, I was told once by this this pastor and preacher and, and actually seminary preacher that if you want to be a pastor and if you want to be a preacher, you got to read this book. You have to read George Whitfield's uh, Arnold Dollimore two-volume set, especially volume one is, is extraordinarily powerful. Now, these are hard to find. In fact, um, I, I think the A.T. Pearson one is getting harder and harder to find as well, the All Things Are Possible one, but it is worth searching for. They're worth hunting for. They're worth buying used. They're worth scouring down. My, my two-volume set of, of George Whitfield, yeah, I, I bought it a long time ago, um, maybe maybe 15 years ago, and I, I, I found used copies. In fact, it took me a while to find volume two. I just kind of had to keep searching and hunting for for both of those those volumes. But uh, powerful. If again, if you're going into ministry and 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 the ministry of teaching and preaching, uh, I I strongly recommend the two volume work uh, of George Whitfield. It is a beast. It is huge. But again, it's it's just inspiring, powerful stuff. The fourth one is a bonus. It is called A Scottish Christian Heritage by Ian Murray. I remember when my my mother-in-law, she was visiting in Scotland and this book was brand new out. I was relatively new here in Scotland. I'd only been here for a few years. And so she just thought, you know, this looks good. I'm, I'm here as a preacher and this, this is full of uh, several different biographies, four primary biographies about significant people in Scotland's history when it comes to uh, the Christian faith. And man, if you're, if you're living in Scotland or if, if you're from Scotland or whatever, uh, this is a really helpful read to understand your Christian heritage and, and some of the extraordinary people of faith and impact that, that have uh, set up the Scotland that you see today, uh, that have set up you know, why this exists, why that exists, and how did we get to this place uh, in the area of Christianity here in Scotland? Um, I, I loved it. I found it so fascinating. And, and it has you know four different main biographies and then a few extra ones at the end. But um, yeah, if, if you love Scotland and, and you're, you're impacted by being, being in this country, yeah, A Scottish Christian Heritage by Ian Murray, a very, a very interesting, fascinating, helpful biography, not just, to, not just to see the outcome of people's ways of life, but to see what they have done and the impact in our city, in our nation. I've read a lot of biographies, and some of them have been really boring. Uh, but what I've discovered is that even boring biographies, when they're about people who pray, people people of prayer, people people of faith, people who take risks and and walk in obedience, even boring biographies that maybe aren't well written, they they can still have powerful uh, powerful impact as we as we look at the people's way of life and we learn vicariously through their wins and and through their mistakes truthfully when i'm i'm reading biographies i'm i'm not as interested in the person themselves and and their story usually i endure the first chapter their background and and all that kind of stuff i mean it's interesting it does set the stage it's important if i was going to write a biography about someone of course i would need to include that and want to include that but truthfully i'm not so interested in in the person as much as i am what are the values that they have 
What are the habits that they have in their life that set them up for a faith-filled, mighty future in Jesus? What are the priorities of their lives? Uh, what are the decisions that they made at strategic moments at great personal cost? What were the moments that were, they struggled with the most? Because I know what it's like to feel like God's calling you one way and then and there's that internal tear. How did they navigate those, those internal tears? How did they develop in, in their faith through risk, through failing? Through, through costly obedience, through messing up? You know, like how, how did God work with them in this both grace and mature, maturing process? I love to see the prayers. I love to see how they prayed and, and the results of not only their prayers in the things that they were praying about, but also how their lives inspired others to pray. Uh, that, that's that's what I want in my own life, and is maybe it's what you what you want in your own life. You, not just to have impact when it comes to I God, please do this and please answer this prayer, but for other people to be encouraged to pray and to be strengthened in their faith as they see your obedience and as they see you running after it. So I love to see the results, and and also ultimately I just want to see the outcome of their way of lives. They, they paid the cost. They took risks. They, they struggled to obey God at times, but they, they overcame uh, the, the temptations of, of the enemy to, to get them off track. They stayed the course. They persevered. And what happened? And how did God bless that? And, and what did he use for that? Oh, I love looking at those things. Guys, I'm telling you, I, I can't challenge you more wholeheartedly to pick up a, a missionary biography, to pick up a, a biography of, of a person of prayer. I, I've given you some, some great examples. Uh, I'm sure, I know that there's so many others, you can hardly go wrong. Give it a go, give it a read, because as my mentor passed to me, so I pass to you. Uh, if you wanna grow, don't just base it on like your own life or even reading the Bible. These guys, Reese Howells, George Mueller, they, they read the Bible a lot. But they also read biographies, and that was part of their fast-tracking maturity. That's my, that's my sales pitch for you. I also encourage you, if you do give it a read, if you give it a biography to read, to post about it. To put it on social media, like your your the book that you're reading and 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 thoughts that you have about it, um, Facebook if you use that or or Instagram if you use that. But but like it's great for people to uh, un, to know what are the great biographies out there. And if you think something's good and worth learning from, help other people grow in the same area. Pass on what I've passed to you from my mentor and encourage others on this same path. I, I hope you found this podcast to be both challenging and helpful. If you've enjoyed this podcast uh, or maybe you think um, somebody else might find it helpful, I would just love it if you took a moment to help get the word out about this podcast. You can do that in one of three significant ways. You can subscribe to this podcast. Again, the plan is to release a new podcast every third. I don't even know why I'm saying that anymore. I'm just doing my best to, to produce them as I can and, and when I when I have time. Trying to do it monthly, but you know, if you look at the release dates, I, I'm not really awesome on this. But I, I'm ex I believe in this, and I, I'm I'm keeping going. Subscribe to this podcast, uh, rate and review this on iTunes. This is huge. It just takes a few seconds, and then get the word out. You know, if this is helpful, felt helpful for you, it might also be helpful to someone else. And again, it would just be huge if you would just take 20 seconds to get the word out to say, "Hey, here's here's a, an interesting podcast about uh, a biography uh, about reading a biography." I, I, 
Who knows? Who knows? I think it's quite possible that some of the people who are following you on social media might be feeling like they could use something like like this to kind of kick them forward and to get them moving again in their faith. And maybe they're just wondering how they can rekindle their closeness with God. A great biography like this can go a long ways in jumping jump starting someone's faith again. That's definitely true with me in, in these books that I just recommended. And I think it's going to be true for you as well. Again, thank you for rating and reviewing this and getting the word out. It makes a huge difference. How, how, hopefully it'll help not just you, but other people in your lives get unstuck as well. It is my heart to see our whole generation reawaken to walk in fresh and close, long-lasting, life-giving connection to the God of the Bible. Some people can fumble through this path alone, but everyone does exponentially better with help. Now